Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are now listening to TDL on silverandblackpride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. Uh, we are back. Um, you guys already know what to do. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. This is your first time here. You know what I'm saying? If you hit the like button, if you like it, hit the dislike button if you dislike it. You know, we like all engagements. Like we always say, you know, hit the like button. You know, if you want to comment, you know, leave, leave a comment. If you don't like it, Leave a comment. You love all engagement. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me and at BD Williams 18 for BD. Make sure you hit iTunes. I know some of you like this on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button there for Silver and Black Pride podcast as well as Spotify and download there. Also, last but not least, of course, that Manscaped. I know I know some guy commented he's never buying Manscaped. That's all right, man. You got to support. It's okay. You got to buy the Manscaped for people, the people who are. Go ahead and go ahead to manscaped.com, discount code TDL, and you know, hook your dad up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you, you know what I'm saying? It ain't gotta be for you guys. You, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Hook your dad up. Your dad might appreciate it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, for the ladies that's listening, hook your man up. You know what I mean? So, a lot of crazy stuff going on, guys. We got a mailbag episode today. Uh, but of course, you know, we, you know, there's, there's some, uh, some wild stuff that happened, obviously. Um, you know, uh, definitely going to talk about that. Uh, Henry Ruggs um, had a horrific uh, DUI incident that ended up, you know, killing a, a, a young lady who's 23 years old. Very sad news, um, you know, very inexcusable type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely irresponsible on the, the side of Henry, especially going 156 miles per hour, all that crazy stuff. So, uh, I mean, the Raiders, they lost another, I mean, it's another, Big thing happening to the Raiders. I think this is bigger than the Gruden thing, though, in my opinion. Um, I think the Gruden yeah. was um, right. a little bit lighter. You know, this is like, I mean, this is like life and death type of stuff. I mean, Henry Ruggs is lucky to be alive. I mean, he's in a wheelchair today going to the court. So that tells you, I mean, who knows? I mean, even if he wasn't drunk, he got in that reckless accident, he wouldn't be playing for the rest of the year, it looks like. So, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, I mean, but. It just wouldn't it's, surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, like, obviously it's, we shouldn't even be talking about any yeah. drugs, like football career. For sure. You know, there's yeah. a lot more that he's got to worry about as a man, you know, um, obviously he let what he left behind, not let now left behind. He's still alive, but you know, he's going to end up leave behind his daughter for a period of, you know, however long he's incarcerated Yeah. for this. And, you know, he seriously injured his wife as well, or his girlfriend as well. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah so it's it's just tragic um on every end every life that was left completely scarred you know um in the wake of this disaster so uh really unfortunate that it happened with all due respect to the tragedy you know um I, you know un- understanding that this is like a really big thing you know this is a football channel right yeah so um, I hope that people aren't, um, you know, watching this and like, oh, how, how could these guys jump to football, you know, and talk about like Zay Jones and stuff like that. But that, that's what this channel is about. And that's what we are. Our expertise is in, you uh-huh. know, is, is talking about uh, football and X's and O's and stuff like that. And there's probably better people that could talk about, um, you know, this crisis and, you know, what that means uh, for Henry Ruggs and stuff like that. Uh, but where the, where the Raiders taped on live film channel right uh-huh. uh, so you know we have a mailbag episode but i do think it is pertinent to talk about what this offense could do missing henry ruggs like who's going to step up how is the offense going to augment itself um losing you know their deep drive yeah uh, 
they're gonna give Zay a chance. I mean, I think some some people got mad at me on Twitter because I said that well, they only have three receivers. I'm like, well, I mean, they have got some guys in the practice squad, yeah. but it's gonna they're gonna give Zay Jones every single chance that he get. He's gonna get at least a couple weeks, and um, you know, he's not gonna get like uh, get pulled real quick. I think they're gonna give him a shot. I think Carr likes him a lot. I think Carr knows that he knows the system. I mean, he's been getting open this year. He hasn't really had a, a problem getting open. You know, and he really has had a, had a problem getting open in his career. My, my whole thing is him catching the football consistently. That's all my always my thing with Zay and why Zay hasn't really, you know, didn't really hit in Buffalo because he, he's got the drop. He got drop issues. You know, it's not that he can't get open. He's, he just got drop issues. And it's not that he doesn't have the work ethic or, you know, the, 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 the type of thing. And I think he'll be he'll be a fine full in, fill in. I mean, he's not going to have the talent that Henry Ruggs has, of course. Um, he's not going to be that type of player or that dynamic, but um, I think Zay is, I mean, he's solid enough. You know, I think they just got to, you know, if Darren Waller's coming back, they got to just kind of go back to what they used to do, you know, um, and kind of just feed Waller a little bit more than they used to. And, you know, they still got Renfro there and they still got Brian Edwards. So, I mean, there's, there's three guys right there. I mean, Patrick Mahomes wishes he had three guys. So um, I don't think it's the end of the world, to be honest, because, you know, we don't know. I mean, they pick up Deshaun Jackson. Um, I mean, it's not going to be he's not a, a he's not a drop off from Henry Ruggs at all as a player. So and even he's 34. I mean, he still could do what Henry Ruggs was doing at a pretty high level. So we don't know what they're going to do with the receiving room. But I think going into this game um, with the Giants, I think they're going to roll with Zay. And they're going to, you know, give him a shot and he's going to be that the he's going to be the Z or the X or whatever they want to put him or whatever they, whatever they want to do. But uh, one thing that is interesting, though, that I really haven't highlighted on the show too much is how much um, Greg Olson is using Hunter Renfro outside um, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro against the uh, Eagles. He lined up why 55 percent of the time and then against the Broncos, he was 50 percent. And he's never been over 50% ever his career. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and I think that might be something that might be highlighted a little bit more going forward. If Who was you, lining up? Who's lining up in the slot that more often? Um, I would say Ruggs and Edwards. Ruggs and Edwards, really. Yeah. And it's not that he's not see, it's weird because it's not that he's not in the slot. Yeah. He's in a condensed formation by himself. So it'll be like a three by one, but he's condensed. So right. technically, it's the slot technically still, it's, but it's close. It's close. It's close, right? right? Um, so it's a little bit of like more of like a Cooper Cup type of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's more they're right. using him like in a Cooper Cup type of way. And Greg Wilson comes from um, Sean McVay. Okay. Uh, so I think that maybe it might be him getting featured a little bit more too than we realize so it might not just be like i mean zay might be on the field more but we might see hunter renfro on the field more too especially if they feel like hunter renfro is more than just a simple shifty slot guy and they feel like he can win he could be more than that he could become a cooper cup um so that's something to watch out for too um that's interesting analysis you know um i didn't think about that as far as like what we're seeing a difference in alignment and in the offense so that mm-hmm. i mean that that's great thanks for um it's a great little nugget right there um what i want us about about zay jones okay he's is he a drop off from henry Ruggs? yes right mm-hmm. doesn't have as much juice but like that's basically everyone in the nfl when we're talking about henry Ruggs, right yeah uh-huh. um but it's like it, I don't think that he's going to be as good as Nelson Aguilar, but I think it'll be like no, diet Nelson Aguilar. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's going to have a connection with, with Carr. You're going to see some clutch plays from him. You're also going to see some miscues, some drops or whatever it is. Rose uh, Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, there, but it, it might be a little bit of a roller coaster, but there's going to be highs for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, there's going to be times where it's like, okay, yeah, Zay Jones, great job, right? Um, so I, I think that people might be sleeping on him a little bit. Watch out for Zay Jones. Um, and, and we've seen like, you know, after the Gruden thing, we saw some guys with their concentration be shaken. You remember mm-hmm. Brian, Ed- or Brian Edwards, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But who who was locked in that game though? Um, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, right? yeah. Uh-huh. Hunter Renfro is going nuts. Like to your to your point about featuring Hunter Renfro, we've seen him, you know, be be able to keep his focus despite you know a, a big mental obstacle for them to come over. This is one. This one's even bigger this time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about this team. So many of his teammates from college, like you know Drake and, and Jacobs and, and Leatherwood. Um, there's probably a couple, maybe like one or two more in there, but um, so many of his teammates from college, obviously have known him for a long time. The people that he's that, that Henry Ruggs has been around, you know, in his career and made strong relationships with, you know, they're going to be affected by this on both sides of the ball, whatever it is, even if it's coaches, if it's people working behind the scenes, um, you know, everyone's got to be able to lock in and focus. We're going to find out a lot about the Raiders for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I agree with that, bro. I, I think people are sleeping on Zay Jones a little bit. Like I said, I mean, he's been getting open all year. Um, he hasn't had, I mean, I thought he dropped that ball against the bears that caused the interception um, on that play, but a lot of people will say he didn't drop it. Um, they wouldn't count that as a drop, but I still think he dropped that. Um, but I think that, you know, he's able to get open because he's open in that play. He beat Marlon Humphrey on the cover zero play. Um, you know, he, he made a big catch this past, uh, uh, two weeks ago against the Eagles, I'm not sleeping on Zay Jones. I think Zay Jones can get open, and, and I think that's all that matters. And I think that's that's a key thing in the NFL is can you get open? And you know, you'll take a couple of drops, I guess. Um, I mean, that's how Aguilar is surviving in his whole career, I and mean, he came in here, and that's why he was able to put that trust with Carr because he got open. Yeah. So yeah, right. that's that's sure. the key thing, man. As long as he can get open, we're good. Um, all right, so let's just jump into let's just jump into the questions all here. Right. Um, mailbag. Mail, mailbag episode. We appreciate everyone who sent us questions. We're going to try to get to as many of them as we as we can. The ones that especially are, are about, you know, some things that we could talk about with uh, a good amount of expertise because, you know, we're watching the film on these things. So the first one's for you, Marcus. This comes from Raider Nation for Life on Twitter. We appreciate you, Raider Nation for Life. He says, can you assess Brandon Parker's play with Olsen calling plays through two games? Haven't really seen him mess up all that much recently. Talking about Brandon Parker. Uh, I would say Brandon Parker, um, I mean, he's pretty up and down. Um, I, I would say he's getting a lot of help. All right. So, I mean, they're chipping a lot. They're helping him out a lot. Um, you're, you're seeing a lot of chips any way possible they could help him. You're seeing it from Renfro. You're seeing it from uh, when Waller was playing. You're seeing it from, you know, some of the the, um, the other wide receivers too. Everybody's helping out on those chips. And since everybody's helping out him out, you're, that's why you're not seeing as much of, of him like being in that position where you're like, oh my God, he's getting messed up or he's getting blown up or anything like that. But I mean, when it's like one-on-one and it's him and somebody else, he's not winning that often. Um, I think, I mean, the last two games, trying to pull this up on the last two games, he's given up. Um, well, I mean, (laughs) he's given up 10 pressures in the last two games. So I haven't charted. I could be wrong. I could be, I mean, maybe uh, my charting's too, too raw. You know, maybe you guys could say that, but. Um, I mean, that's what I have. I thought Von Miller kicked his butt a pretty, pretty good. I, you know, I know some people believe that he stopped Von Miller. That was, that's a lie. That's not true. Um, and, he, and Josh Sweat gave him, gave him the business a couple of times too. And, and then he, he's blown some blocks in a run game as well. So, I mean, he's definitely not somebody that you want out there at right tackle um, for a whole season. Um, but I mean, they're helping him out a lot. I don't know how much they could be able to help him as much though with rugs gone. I mean, they need Waller. Um, they need Renfro. I mean, who, who's going to be chipping as much? You know what I mean. So they're going to have to figure that out. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you throw Fluker out there. I, I don't know if he's ready. Um, but it's something you got to think about because you're not going to be able to chip anymore. You're not going to be able to have those guys and have you know. You need Waller and then the release. Basically, is, you know we need them running routes at this point. So. Right. All right. Uh, let's jump into the next one. This one is from Sh- Shashi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, Shashi. Uh, he's always he's always hitting us up uh, on Twitter. Uh, great follow right there. Follow Shashi Jerum um, on Twitter. He asks, very happy about the defensive improvements. 
what can the Raiders do to shore up their run defense without taking away from their pass rush? All right, so uh, this is about the Raiders' run defense. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. Gus Bradley doesn't emphasize it. He wants a penetration-style defense that's going to create some splash plays, tackles for loss, but sometimes there's going to be big run lanes. It's boomer bust in the run game. That's just the way this defense is designed. Like, they're not going to ever, ever emphasize stopping it, uh, especially if it takes away from their pass rush. And uh, right now, what, what the Raiders are doing best on defense is rushing the passer. Why? Because everyone's focusing on getting upfield so quickly, right? That's why they're rushing the passer well. So taking, like, stopping that, getting them out of that mindset of constantly attacking, that's just going to hurt the pass rush. They're not going to do that. Gus Bradley won't do it, you know, just from this last four, watching him for, like, the last three, four years and Chargers going through all that tape. He's not going to sacrifice the pass rush ever to stop the run unless you're playing – Derrick Henry, right? Yeah. You know, like, like um, maybe if you're playing the Browns or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. But other than that, not, not going to happen. Um, and, like, look look what this defense has been able to do rushing the passer this year. Like, it's night and day difference from, like, what it was last year. One of the things that we're going to have to sacrifice is going to be the wrong game. That's just the way it is. Um, I would say, though, Der- um, Denzel Perryman. I wrote an article about how they kind of have a dilemma on their hands because he's such a good run player, but he just offers nothing as in terms of pass coverage. Mm -hmm. So figuring out at some point when to sub him out of the game, when, even though he is like making such a big impact, especially just coming forward. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, But I mean, that's also one of the things you take him out of the game. Now, all of a sudden, I think the run defense would also take a big hit. There's a lot of plays where he's saving it, you know? So, yeah. okay. okay. Uh, so keep, I mean, that's keep having a linebacker who can do that, get off blocks, you know, when, when these offensive linemen are going to be coming up, that's just the way this, this defense works. Offensive linemen get up on linebackers. They got to be able to beat blocks. Denzel Perriman doing a great job of that. Um, so as long as teams are in it and they're running the ball, Denzel Perriman, I mean, he's going to be part of that solution. All right, uh, let's jump to the next one here. This is coming from Tier uh, on Twitter. He says, should the Raiders try to upgrade the O-line by giving Martin and Fluker a shot? What do you think? He's also asking about the trade. We obviously didn't do this episode until after um, the trade deadline is passed, right? So he's also asking about, you know, maybe a trade, but let's just talk about what the Raiders can do with Martin and Fluker, if they, if those guys deserve a shot at this point, um, Martin's not getting the shot, so I'm kind of gonna let that go. Um, as, as much as I I would like for that to happen, it's not gonna happen. So they're gonna roll in with James all year, you know, whether they like it or not. I, on the flip side though, I think Fluker will get a shot this year. I think he's gonna get a chance. I think at some point they're gonna they're gonna lose some game. And it's going to be good because of the right tackle getting destroyed. And mm, I, I think yeah. it's, that's going to cause DJ Fluker to play. And because um, I'm telling you guys, I mean, they're not going to be able to chip as much as they, as they used to with rugs out. And they're not going to be able to keep the tight ends in line as much with rugs out. They need more wideouts and they need more targets to these guys. So it's, he's not going to have as much help as he used to. I, I mean, maybe they have a game plan for it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I just don't see that happening with that. So since I don't see that happening with, with them having that kind of um, you know, that kind of look or that kind of movement or, you know, that chip, I mean, um, I expect DJ Fluger to play at some point. And Fluger's not bad. Fluger, Fluger's a good player. Um, yeah. He's not he's not bad. I'm not, he's, so he's, he's not going to need a chip. He's not going to need a chip, basically. Let's say as, as often, right. Yeah, let's as look, often. Let's look, let's look at it like this. Okay, you're saying there's going to be a game where some edge rusher gives Brandon Parker the business right? Um, and then that's going to force this coach and stuff to make that change. Let's look at the schedule. Obviously, this next week is against the Giants. Giants, I don't think they really have a super dangerous uh, edge. Don't, don't sure. sleep on Olajari. Don't sleep on him. He's pretty good. Olajari's playing well this year, right? The rookie? Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, He comes off that side, too. 
Um, all right, so we'll see about that. Kansas City Chiefs have been really struggling to rush pass. And out because I've been watching Giants, they move Leonard Williams around everywhere. So he might play defensive end one time. You never know. Okay. Right, you never know. To take take advantage of the of the mismatch right there. Yeah, they might do that. <laughs> um, so so you're you're saying that this could be the game. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, it, I I know it won't be against the Chiefs. I know unless Melvin Ingram plays, but uh, Bengals. Uh, Sam Hubbard, he'll, he'll give him some business. Sam, uh, oh, come on, Sam you know, you don't think, I mean, <laughs> not Sam Hubbard. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. That's what, that's what it is. Not Sam oh, 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 yeah, yeah Trey yeah. Hendrickson. Sorry, Trey Hendrickson is pretty good. He's good over there, um, but I don't know if that's a guy. But week thirteen is Washington, and no, I'm thinking Cowboys. I'm thinking Cowboys, the Cowboys game before that. Okay, yeah, because that's before the Bengals game, right? Um, after after the Bengals game, before the uh, Washington game. Yeah. So then they um. That's when the uh, he's gonna have to face either Lawrence or Gregory. So, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those games, bro. Like especially because I mean the Cowboys is gonna be their toughest game going forward. I think of all the games they have left in their schedule, that's gonna be the toughest one. Is playing beating the Cowboys. I know the Chiefs are, are looking are are struggling, but they're gonna play them tough. Well, yeah, okay, I understand. I understand that division um, division games are gonna division be tough. Yeah, but you know I, I don't. Know. I don't know about this cheese, bro. Um, but uh, I, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm 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 gonna wait till like the whole season's over before I get like really comfortable with saying that they're not good. Um, but I still think the Cowboys are the biggest test, and I think that's like the type of game where like, you know, you know, where fans will get like really mad and freak out about everything because they just lose to a really good team, and they just watch Brandon Parker get dominated by two guys because they just keep switching sides. So it, it's that that's that's my thing. I, I think that's gonna happen. And we might see a right tackle switch at some point. Awesome. Um, I agree. I de- definitely think the ch- switch is going to happen. It needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So here's the next one. Um, this is a twofer. So one for me, one for you. Mikey okay. Mac. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing that's how you say his name. <laughs> Mikey Mac on Twitter. It's like a Boston accent. What's the what's the linebacker rotation look like once Morrow returns from injury? Same with guard position and with Richie returning. So I'll jump in with Morrow first. I know that his status is still up in the air because he suffered some kind of lower leg injury mm-hmm. and he's been on IR this entire time. We're not really hearing, at least I'm I haven't heard a lot of news about what his injury is and like when he'll come back from it or whatever, right? Yeah. Excuse me. So, um, so I don't know if Morrow is because when I when I did come up with that idea where I'm like, well, when Morrow comes back, you know, Perriman, Morrow, there's going to be a rotation there. Some people were like, is Morrow even going to come back? So it's not for sure. But if Morrow does come back, I definitely think that he's going to be at the very least come in on third and longs to start, you know, and kind of let Denzel Perriman continue to play these rundowns, early downs. Uh, the way he's playing it, but definitely, a, you know, a second and long against a team that passes on second and long, uh, and long a lot, third and longs, that's going to be Morrow. When he, whenever he does return, that'll be Morrow's uh, time to shine out there. What about guard with Richie? Do you think he's going to get in in the rotation? Oh, yeah. I mean, Richie, if Richie comes back, he's going to play. I think he'll definitely replace Simpson now that, I mean, Leatherwood's playing um, right guard. Um, he's definitely going to replace Simpson for sure. You know, I think Simpson has played well the last two weeks. I think he's kind of he's taken off a little bit. I think he's he's way more comfortable in the system that they're playing in and the run system. He's playing a lot way better, um, way more how I expected him to play um, than you know how he played um, at the beginning of the year. E- even though I still think that he, I mean, he is more. I think Simpson's more of a byproduct of PFF grades for his view because I don't think really a lot of people watch the Raiders offensive line in depth that way to make it like an actual in-depth like decision about who's playing good and who's not. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of Simpsons, you know, things is more about PFF grade and what PFF is saying. Cause they never give him a good, like, I, I don't, I, he'd be having pancakes and they don't, I don't, I don't get their grades. So um, I, I, I don't, I don't know how, how much, I think that's, that plays into a lot of his perception of how he is playing. And then of course, you know, the Cam Hayward game, he just got just just demolished. Cam Herbert just embarrassed in the whole game. So I mean that the, there's no excuse for that one. But you know, I think he's playing a little bit better than you know, you know, people are giving him credit for, in my opinion. I don't think he's getting the credit. We're all looking for Leatherwood, we're all looking for Parker, and Simpson's just 
you know, doing his job and being steady uh, at the guard position. And I think Leatherwood's, you know, getting in there where he's getting steady too at that same position. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, but if Incognito comes back, he'll definitely help out. I mean, who knows how healthy he is and, or, you know, I, it'll be a, it'll be better than Simpson, I think for sure. Um, but I mean, he has to stay healthy too. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I mean, well, because uh, another question, I mean, if Incognito comes back, do they move Leatherwood back to right tackle? Is that their, I mean, because they obviously don't like um, uh, uh, Luminor. They don't like him for some reason. So I don't know what he did. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, he plays right tackle too. So like, you know, I don't know. It's a weird, weird thought process. So we'll see. That's interesting. Luminor, don't sleep on him. I mean, who knows? It's, it's great to have depth. Yeah, guys who have been starters or have started games in the NFL, um, who are your third and fourth option. Like that's great to yeah. have, regardless. So I mean, Illuminar being like what the fourth guard. All right, great. Let's let's do it. Exactly. Um, all right. So this next one, I think we could both have a crack at this one. Okay. This guy, Sean G. Sean G. Lynn on Twitter, he says, "How much does Basachia have to do to be retained as the head coach?" Or do they interview outside candidates regardless? All right. So I've thought about this a lot from the beginning. Okay. All right. I think if obviously if the Raiders like make the playoffs, they're like look strong in the playoffs, they're competitive in the playoffs, right? The best case scenario is just keeping the entire coaching staff together. Like Olsen as an offense coordinator. Gus Bradley has a defensive coordinator, which besides you, like the, he keeps his job. Everyone just stays put. But what are the chances of that happening? Like if the Raiders go make a playoff push, right? Mm-hmm. Like look strong. They look competitive in the playoffs regardless of the of the final outcome. Um, one of these guys, one of these coordinators is getting a head coaching job, right? Not necessarily. Because none of them is like, okay. there's no hot name. None of them are hot names. I mean, there's just yeah, so many hot names. names in front of them, yeah. these guys. So it's possible. It's, it's possible. possible. It is. It's, 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 it's possible that they stay together, and then that would be it. But someone, if the Raiders have success, there's one of these guys, it's Olsen, Bisaccia, or Bradley, has the mojo, right? Mm-hmm. If that's Bisaccia, keep him, right? But if it is Olsen or if it is Bradley – one of those guys needs to be considered. And hopefully Mark Davis is tapped in enough to figure out who's really behind the success of the team. And if it is Bisaccia, again, please keep him around. Yeah. I, I think if they keep Mayock, I think they keep Bisaccia. I think if they keep Mayock, they keep Bisaccia. Um, I think it depends on how they finish the season, man, which is yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's just – and that's the thing with me with the, this question is like, you know, they're they're in they're in first place right now, guys. I mean, all this crap that's going happening, and all this stuff is going on. Rays are in first place, right? And I mean, the AFC is looking like if you go twelve and five, that you can get a one seed. <laughs> that's what the AFC looks like right now. And I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of things that's happening right now. That, I mean, the Raiders, especially a lot, I think a lot of Raiders fans aren't taking in that, like, where the Raiders are right now. And I know all this stuff is happening, and, you know, you know, we don't want we don't want OBJ because he might mess up the system or whatever. You know, I, I just feel like, I mean, this team is, like, in prime position to get a bye. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's just it's not like the other years where they're like, you know, they're four and three at this point, And, you know, we're just hoping that maybe they can get hot and get to a wild card. Like, no, like if they let's say they win the next two games. Right. And the Bills just win, lose one of them. Right. Um, or if the Titans I mean, the Titans lost Derrick Henry. And the Raiders yeah. are, are I mean, there's there's right. a, it, it's 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 a lot for this season to in front of them. And I mean, that's why I think if they keep stacking up some wins, which I think they can, I, I know this, this is something that's a, a big blow to them. Um, but uh, I mean, there, there, there has been, I mean, of course, nobody's like killed somebody, but you know, there, there has been like situations where somebody, you know, gets, has something crazy happen and then they ended up, 
you know, they keep winning after that. So, I mean, uh, I don't want to use the, you know, Plaxico Burris, but Plaxico Burris shot himself and they were, they were like nine and one and they still finished pretty, I mean, I guess they didn't finish that well, but I mean, it's still, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's things that, that happen and um, teams still find a way to, to get it going. Um, as long as the Raiders got good leadership and they're ready to go and they got the troops going, man, I, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're in a good spot. I mean, they'd have to really fall apart. And which is possible for Rich not to get the job, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a tough situation. Like, yeah, problem problem solved, really, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see if if they are successful, I would like to see this coaching staff stick together. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. ne- going on to the next question, it's from Michael Riley. He hit up the TBL uh, email. Okay. And he says, how to avoid the usual second half free fall? What does the offense need to do to avoid elite defenses figuring out what they're doing? And what does Gus Bradley do to adjust once he faces elite quarterbacks? So I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you take that first part of the question. What does the offense need to do to make sure elite defenses aren't figuring them out? That's I, I think what they have to keep doing is um, adding new plays, which they've been doing um, since Greg Olson's come back. Is just keep adding new stuff. Um, I think if they keep adding new plays, new looks, um, new looks in the run game, and just keep everything fresh. Um, I mean, Greg Olson starting over, but I mean, there's still you know there's still things that you know he used to do that Gruden likes to do, and there's things that you know maybe he like he might do a, a lot different. I think the play action is going to keep these teams off guard for a little bit too. I think it's going to be hard for you know teams to figure out exactly what their play action game. When do we come up? Do we not come up? How much do we respect it? Do we do we not respect it? Do we, you know, that kind of thought process is going to go into defenses' minds, um, and they just have a lot more to to, to worry about. I mean, before uh, the previous years, I mean, Gruden had his, his go-tos on third down. I mean, he never really d- differed from those certain third downs. He was calling certain certain plays on third down all the time. And, you know, teams knew that by the time they got to like week 11, week 12. I, you know, we haven't seen that, that type of, you know, um, repetitive, you know, repetitive play calling yet. You know, I, I don't know if that's ever to get there, but uh I think that's 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 what's going to keep this team fresh, especially the run game. I think the run game versatility, which is the, part of the main reason why this team has fallen off the cliff the last couple of years, is because they they were a running team that could not run the football at all right. at the end of the year. I think um, even in 2019, they were like 30th in DVOA in the last eight games of the season, and the same thing happened last year. So. If as long as they can run the football and it gets colder, guys, because that's the key to everything, it's going to get cold. And they got to go to Kansas City in week 14 and they got to go to Cleveland week 15. Right. And they're going to have to run the football those days. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be as much sure. as, you know, maybe it won't be as cold. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I'm especially Cleveland. I'm guessing it's going to be freezing in Cleveland, like 15 degrees in December yeah. on week 15. It's going to be super cold. And I think that the, 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 I think that yeah. the weather differential is definitely going to be something to pay, you know, pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this team being from Vegas, you know, just like over the years, the data playing in cold weather, how that affects them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, great points about the run game. Got to travel, um, mm. especially in cold cold games for sure. Yeah. Uh, jumping to the next part of the question, he, he goes on to say, what does Gus Bradley do to adjust once he faces elite QBs? Um, I mean, it's just, it's just getting a lot more multiple in his calls. You know, he likes to be a cover three guy. Obviously, we talk about that a lot on this channel. But when he goes up against like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's and like the uh, the really, um, you know, just the veteran quarterbacks in the NFL, you see him get into a lot more, a lot of disguise, a lot of too high. He has, you know, a full cover four package that we've talked about on this channel before, cover five, like, you know, basically two man. They have a couple of different ways that they'll play that um, and playing some different cover one looks, you know. So um, it's not as robust of a coverage package as like maybe you know your standard NFL defense I think that really the key is 
Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Morick, those guys, Trayvon Merrick, sorry, those guys just doing a better job disguising uh, their intentions a little bit. You know, if it is single high, if they're kind of cheating over, if they're dropping down to the box at the last second when the quarterback takes their eyes off, you know, puts their eyes down to get the snap, whatever it is, I think they can just, you know, kind of tweak their uh, disguise a little bit, and that's going to help them against these elite QBs as it goes down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want to add anything to that? No, man. Uh, um, I mean, I, I guess from like a quarterback perspective, um, I mean, the quarterbacks that they are playing, I think it's going to benefit them to be more, um, you know, especially just doing the next string of games come up after this, after um, playing Daniel Jones, which <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to just play cover three this week. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But uh, for the next three weeks, though, um, with like Joe Burrow and um, Dak and Patrick Mahomes, I would expect to see more versatility in the pass coverages, um, especially especially against Dak. Um, I expect them to do a lot what the Giants are doing because the Giants really just did what the Chargers used to do. So um, I expect a lot of that. Um, and I mean, same with uh, you know the Bengals. You know, I expect a lot of them trying to you know stop that that passing attack that they have with Jamar Chase and all those guys. And the same thing with the uh, you know, the Cowboys, which is going to be interesting how that, how that works, but I agree with that. Um, Okay. So here, here's the next one. Um, This this one's for me. Okay. This is from T3. He says, um, always a pleasure to watch, listen to your analysis on a great deal. My question is for BD as he was originally skeptical of Nate Howe's ability to step in right away and become an effective slot corner. How do you explain why he has been able to defy the odds, especially given that his tape at Illinois apparently not encouraging in terms of coverage skills? All right, so, um, yeah, so I was skeptical, right, of Nate Hobbs coming in. What I did say about him coming out in college is that he's a great tackler. He was uh, very physical the way that he took on blocks, wide receivers, tight ends, you name it. As a corner, I was very impressed with those things, Um, just the physical nature of his game. He was, he was not good in coverage from the game that I watched in, in college. Like, you know, like it is what it is. It's a fact. Okay. And it's not like, like Nahops this year has not been good in coverage either. Like other than the catch that he gave up, that was almost the interception for a second. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's like maybe like one other good play on the ball that he's made all year um other than that like he's just not getting tested very often i think eventually they're not gonna be able to hide him anymore there's gonna be a team that you know goes after him i mean the bears went after him a little bit with alan robinson in the slot and alan robinson you know kind of had his way there in that matchup definitely won that matchup so beat um nate hobbs is not covering well he's doing like he's just he's out there he's rallying he's making open field tackles he's doing what the scheme is asking of him not like more than that, uh, but, you know, just his physicality, his ability, you know, to like uh, just accelerate through ball carriers. I think it's like really great technique when it comes to tackling, especially in the open field. When you when you can do that, when you can run, when you can stick your face in the fan, just, you know, coming down and making some run fits, it's doing a great job at those things. And you always have a chance. If you're doing those things, you always have a chance to make a tackle for a loss, right? Mm-hmm. To make like kind of like a splash play that maybe maybe like a stop on a third down, you have a chance to do that. Uh, so in those aspects of the game, he's playing really well. Would like to see him continue to improve and maybe start making an impact in coverage because uh, we have not seen that so far. Um, but yeah, I, I am happy with the way that Nate Hobbs is playing for sure. Um, yeah. And if some if, if some people want to say that I was like wrong about that, that's fine. I really don't care. Yeah. Um... I will say, I mean, a lot of Nate Hobbs' buzz is, is uh, PFF grade. I mean, that's really what it is. You want to keep it? <laughs> it's like that's it's kind of like where his buzz is coming from is from his PFF grade, um, and uh, and PFF with coverage grades too. If the guys, if the guy makes a good tackle on something, that's going to help his coverage grade. So, um, mm. that has a lot to do with the his coverage okay. grade with with okay. uh, with the way he's playing. So, but you're right. I mean. We'll see how. I mean, he's got. He's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're getting. We're gonna get to these. Uh, these good pass offenses. We're gonna see how good the secondary really is. To be honest, and we're gonna get to 
once you get to play the Tyler Boyds and the CD Lambs, um, you know, we're going to find out how good, you know, you know uh, Nate Hobbs is too. And I mean, we're going to find a lot yeah. about Cordy Littleton too, I think pretty soon here too. Um, and, you know, and <laughs> Denzel Perryman is going to get attacked a lot. So I would expect that to happen more often on this defense. It's them to attack the inside and attack Nate Hobbs and those dudes. So we're going to find out how good they are pretty soon here. For sure. Um, la- uh, last one is a pretty funny one, pretty cool one. So uh, Miguel Martinez says, how did you guys meet and get the idea to create Tape Don't Lie? Oh, that's good. All right. Um I just uh, saw Marcus doing his thing on Twitter one day and I hit him up, DM'd him. And uh, we started, you know, talking about football together. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I, am no, you're I right. You're hundred percent. Leave anything out there. And then, no. you know, at that point, you know, once we were talking about football uh, regularly, we just decided, Hey, we might as well make this thing into a, you know, a more regular kind of thing on YouTube, kind of uh, just have this con- these conversations about Raiders football scheme x's and o's yeah uh, anything you want to add on that one no not really man uh i mean it's, been, it's basically it uh we, yeah we, uh, we watched nelson aguilar together and uh right yeah and then it basically kind of kind of took off from there um yeah it was basically how it happened and we just kind of put this together and we had a, a first episode we kind of just you know just did a little film breakdown on some stuff and you know now we're just grinding and trying to get better every single day at some of this stuff, learn more coverages on my, on my side. So that's what we're doing, I guess, man. And God just took off. <laughs> it's, it's kind of just, that's basically what happened. Right. I, put, I put double in check downs and there and everybody, everybody wanted to see what I was talking about, I guess. Yeah. 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 So you had that, you had that viral tweet, but you put TDL on the map with that viral tweet. Oh, okay? God. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always funny because if I would have put like, oh, the, the Patriots are playing cover seven, look at this play, this man match, cover three, you know, whatever. <laughs> play three man match, that would have two likes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me and BD probably still have 2K subscribers or some shit. Sorry, I said, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, man. It's so That's funny. That's funny. But- um, all right. Any, uh, I think there's a couple other things. Uh, I don't know how much we want to jump into them. Okay. Uh, Peter Mills got, got released. Yeah, he's back on the practice squad, though. I, I think they they needed some space. Squad. They needed to get some players right. up there. Uh-huh. Need, need some space, for sure. Uh, it's a waste of a roster spot, honestly. Like, going to the game with two quarterbacks activated. Well, yeah, it's well. ridiculous. Right. Um, ne- uh, the next thing is Mark Hill Lee got i think brought up to the final yeah 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 he's on he's on the team yeah yeah um which is all special teams he's not going to be starting on defense yeah in any any, any capacity if you think denzel perryman and nick mccoskey are getting burned out there (laughs) oh my god it would be it would be real bad if mark Lee was out there um but maybe he could play sam linebacker though if they need to get into like a base like a goal line i could see him doing that i think he, i think he would do fine there but he's yeah. not gonna he's not doing that he's for special teams only okay um uh, anything else before we get out of here uh i mean there's uh the obj rumors odell beckham um he's probably gonna get released there's sean jackson too talked about that um i think the raiders could be in on both those guys I know a lot of fans don't want OBJ because they think he's a diva and they think he's a, a locker room cancer. I don't know if that's true. I think he just wants the football. And, yeah. and, and, and I think most people that are skeptical, they're, they're like, the, they're the guys who think that Carr doesn't throw to Cooper. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of it. You know, cause some guy said something to yeah. me about like, some guy said something to me about like, somebody's going to make a video of Carr missing Beckham. And I'm, I'm thinking like, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> nah, that would definitely happen. That would definitely happen for sure. But, but so anyways, but but yeah. who, who has all twenty two like in Raiders Twitter besides like me and you and Ryan Holmes? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but um, <laughs> you're not to be one of us <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but like Odell Beckham, that, that would be filthy, right? Right, like that oh, would be filthy. I'll, I'll be excited because I, I I know because if you guys because that's that's the thing. Like I I know a lot of people don't. They, I mean they 
you know, he has a lot of misconception about him, especially playing with the Cleveland. People think he drops the football. I mean, there. I don't know. I should do a tape breakdown because there's the tape. <laughs> he's still got it, bro. And he is, he's still got the great hands. He's still going to make plays and he gets open and he's the, you know, and the, he, I, I think the biggest spot that he would help the Raiders is a red zone because they would have somebody that can get open at all times, one-on-ones, right? right. And you felt comfortable with a him against any corner in the NFL of him winning that one-on-one or him making the play or him making that jump ball or, you know, um, that, that's what I think. I, I think he would unlock Carr a lot more than people think. I think it would be like a Stefan Dix with Josh Allen type of thing. Yeah, you know, for sure. I think I think the, the possibility is there for that to happen. I think I think for some reason Baker Mayfield is kind of devolved into like a see it throw it quarterback instead yeah. of like throwing with anticipation and timing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have actually seen Carr improve in those areas over the years, uh, over the last few years. So I think I, there's no question Odell Beckham would be very productive, like explosive, you know, threat in this offense. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you, if you play for the Raiders, like he's taking a slant to the house, like he's going to be able to do that. Right? Like yeah. That, the kind yeah. of player he is. Right. Um, the only question is obviously like the personality, if that's a fit. Um, maybe there is a team out there that is a great fit for Odell Beckham and his personality or whatever it is. It seems like maybe Cleveland isn't that place, right? I mean, uh, well, 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 let me add some con- I'm gonna add some context to him being mad in um in um Cleveland. So I know it's it's a lot has to do with Baker not throwing in the football, which is true. Um, and Baker like missing him or whatever people want to say. I, I think is it, is it that true? video that video was little, I mean, Darius Slay and Chris Harris said that they legitimized that video, but I thought I thought some stuff in that video was a little crazy. Um, couple. I mean, he was open on some of them, but like you know, some of them there was like you know the uh, where like the safety dropping. And like it would have been a tight window. He would have like anticipate that, like he's like, yeah, some high level anticipation throws that he would have to do. Um, so yeah. I think there's some legit, there's some you know legitimate to that. But I do want to give an example of an, a wide receiver who's upset in the system before, and his name is Stefan Diggs. That's why yeah, I kind of yeah. right. Stefan Diggs was in Kevin Stefanski's system in 2019, and all he did all year was cry about how he's not getting the football and how he's not getting the throws and all that things and all, all, all those type of things that was happening until he got moved. Right. And then he got moved and now he's not diva no more. <laughs> so, cause I don't, you know, I don't think, I mean, Odo Beckham's not like a an off the field dude. He's not like a, you know, a bad guy that way. I mean, it's more like he, he's more of a guy. He, he's a little arrogant and he thinks that he deserves the football and, you know, I mean, yeah. You don't like a guy like that. I guess you don't, but Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. Yeah. Okay. This is abysmal. Oh my gosh. But um, Odo Beckham, right now, he's only played six games. Okay. He he's been hurt, banged up, in at least two of those games. Like he's only been like played a full four healthy games. Yeah. Uh-huh. So far this year. Okay. Yeah. And he's leading the Browns in targets. So obviously, like he is being targeted more than any other player uh, out there. Yeah. At the same time, you know, whatever you want to say from these, like, you know, we don't know the progression and it, and it seems like Stefanski is very progression oriented mm-hmm. more so than designing plays to get this a star talent, you know, the ball, which yeah. doesn't, make, doesn't make any sense why that would be a thing. <laughs> um, but clearly like, that's just the way his offense works. Um, so, so yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about Odell Beckham when I'm saying his personality clearly like it's not working for him in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He just got to find the right locker room. And I agree. Like even with Stefan Diggs, yeah, the way he's being used yeah, now he's not a diva anymore, but you could say that it doesn't have to be necessarily about like um, the way that they're being used. Maybe they just need to be in a locker room, right. Where they're 100% on board and it's okay if they're not getting targeted as long as they're winning. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and it takes special locker room to get a star player like Odell Beckham or something like that to be like, it doesn't matter as long as we're winning. Right. Yeah. Uh, so where, wherever that locker room is, if that's the Raiders, awesome. But you know, if it's not, if that's not the Raiders though, we would hate to see Odell Beckham become like a distraction because he's such a rock star. Uh, yeah, that's he, true. That's true. That's true. 
probably going to teach you some anyways. Yeah, hopefully it goes to Chiefs and just like, why am I not getting the ball? You know, I'd love to see that. Um, they just hang hang a safety on top of him at all times, and Patrick Mahomes escapes from a clean pocket, and you know, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is stressing right now, man. He's stressed. The, the Giants stressed. Just had they they, just, they were disrespectful to him. It's kind of funny, actually. And he just he just kept he just kept doing. He just kept going. He didn't stop. He didn't. He wouldn't take the check down. He just refused. <laughs> I mean, there are sometimes they'll leave a check down with like 15 yards to run. All Patrick had to do right. was throw it to the guy. That guy could have ran like 16 yards before anybody got to him. Right. <laughs> he still chucked a D. So, yeah. That's funny. They're in trouble, bro, over there. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's just my thoughts. You know, I, I, I maybe he could be. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that they should. It, it's more because they're 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 number one first place in the AFC West. They're number two in the AFC, and if they yes. add a player like Beckham, they go boom. <laughs> that's that's just how I'm looking at it. They Maybe want, that's my thought process. They yeah. want to pass the ball, right? Yeah. Um, they have proven that they can get, uh, you know, got multiple mouths the ball Fed, yeah uh-huh. and feed them and, and feature them depending on like what the matchup is they've proven that i think the offense like the player it makes sense you know like from that if like if it was just madden we're just plugging yeah. them back into the offense like oh yeah we're gonna go nuts yeah with this right like uh so i agree like the player it makes plenty of sense yeah yeah i yeah. agree but i'm i got nothing else bro we're good all right all right, so that's it from the Tape Don't Lie Radio Swim channel. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Thanks for uh, catching up with us. Follow us on Twitter at BDWilliams18 is my Twitter handle. Follow Marcus at the Mark John NFL. Um, also, make sure you enter the promo code TDL uh, at Manscaped for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, it helps support the channel. Also, get yourself a holiday gift for someone that you care about. Um, that's it, Regnation. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hope that you enjoyed this this mailbag episode. As always, be cool. Peace.